Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on betonline.net as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, we have some NBA news. Uh, we want to touch on the Robert Sarver situation, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, and they're now up for sale. Um, and then we want to get into the Ime Udoka situation with the Boston Celtics. He is suspended for a year. Uh, we'll get into that. There's not that many details, but you know we know what happened. Um, so there's a lot of speculation, though, so we'll get into that as well. Uh, we'll go into the um, recap the NFL games that just happened and then uh, preview the Monday night game. Um, yeah, we'll go over my parlay picks that I got wrong. I got like five picks wrong. So we'll get into that and then we'll pick some new ones. And then I do have a movie review for you. I uh, went to the movies this past week, uh, watched a, a, a new premiere. So touching on the Suns, uh, Robert Sarver investigation if you remember this past season there was you know it was kind of this cloud hanging over the phoenix suns organization um then there was supposed to be this bombshell new york times report that came out finally came out um and it was just that he had used the n-word and was um uh, many times it was aggressive towards women and making like a hostile a hostile work environment there within the organization uh, but we never heard the conclusion of the investigation until recently, and then um, Adam Silver had suspended him and fined him, so he was suspended for a year, and then fined him, and then, um, but he could still keep his team, and so a bunch of people came out and said, "Hey, I don't, I don't think this suspension is right." You know, like they kicked Donald Sterling out of the league because they had recordings, and you know, everyone praises Adam Silver, but what else was he supposed to do? Of course, he was going to have to um, try to kick him out and force him to sell a team you know they can't force anyone to sell a team but you know it's at that point it's like okay you kind of like it's better to sell a team because you can get a big return and you know you're gonna if you don't sell a team you're gonna have a boycott people aren't gonna want to play for you it's just gonna be you're gonna be in the news all the time so instead you can just sell a team you know get three four point billion dollars whatever whatever the amount is and just hide out and so that's what happened with donald sterling um but you know that was the only choice pretty much right and then this robert sarver situation um you know he just got a year so even chris paul you know um the leader of the phoenix sun said yeah i I just don't agree with the suspension lebron came out like everyone came out right and then all of a sudden a week later it's like oh robert sarver is going to sell the team and I wonder why Adam Silver made a call. You know, he can't force him again. He can't force him to sell a team, but he said, "Hey, um, you know, uh, you know, it's it's probably the best decision for you if you sell a team because you know 
our brand in the NBA. We're trying to be, you know, uh, transparent with everything and try to be, you know, more progressive, blah, 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 whatever. So they advised him to do that. And he's like, okay, I'll sell a team. I think that's what happened. Um, they're probably going to keep denying it saying, oh no, we didn't, we didn't advise him. We, you know, we can't do that. But I think the backlash from the suspension and the fine resulted in Adam Silver making a call and having them, oh, Hey, you know, you have to sell a team, right? That's what I believe. Um, so that's what hap- what's happening, and Robert Sarver reportedly wants $4 billion for the team, which I think he'll get because Phoenix is close. It's really close to L.A., so you can recruit big-time athletes. It's just like an hour flight to L.A. if they want to go to L.A. It's close enough to the Bay Area, so if someone wants to you know, get into tech and stuff, they can get there. Um, you can get massive houses, you know, big land over there. Um, it's a touristy destination, but a lot of people go down there for vacation in the summer. Charles Barkley still lives there. He loves Phoenix. Um, a lot of people love it there, right? And you have all the sports teams there. Um, you know, it is hot, but I think they can attract, um, big time athletes or big time free agents there. Um, cause you know, even like the Cardinals, people like going down there playing for the Cardinals, even though, you know, they haven't, uh, they haven't won anything, but they do like going there because it's like, you know, you're on vacation. You're in the sun. You're no, you get to relax here and there. So um, I think if they have the right ownership, they can attract uh, better free agents. Um, so there's a lot of names being thrown out there. Uh, Jeff Bezos is always thrown out there. Um, he might end up buying the team. Um, I think he wants to bring a team to Seattle, though. Uh, so I think I don't think I don't know if the sale will happen during the NBA season, probably next summer, but. Um, so we'll expect that to happen, uh, you know, within the next year, I believe. Um, so yeah, that's the situation with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Ime Udoka, um, head coach for the Boston Celtics, he just got suspended uh, for the full s- season upcoming because um, I guess he had an affair. So he's married, and then he had an affair with a staffer um, who's also married, and she had found or her husband had found out through you know uh like a ring camera doorbell or something on the front door and he overheard a private conversation between her and Ime and I guess she's like the she's like the person who books like travel and stuff for players and staff and she had booked travel for Nia Long uh Ime's uh fiance and you know had already spoken to her and helped her move to Boston and I guess the Boston Celtics knew about this back in in February or something because, you know, there was, you know, there was rumblings like, hey, email, you know, there's a meeting. He, he broke personal, you know, conduct rules for the Boston Celtics and he might be suspended. They're talking about how long. I'm like, OK, so I don't know. He probably got in a fight or something. And then it comes out that it's a year. It's like, whoa, a year. Like and no other details came out. And so I'm like, man, but something bad had to happen. Like, why would they suspend him for a year? He's like one of the best young coaches in the league. And he just took the Boston Celtics for the finals. So he can really do no wrong right now. Everyone likes him. Um, So something bad had to happen, right? And then the detail comes out about the affair. And, you know, that's just a bad look. Professionally, especially for the Celtics, I think it's a bad look because they knew about it for for not years, for months. It was happening for months. And I guess he had made unwanted comments to this woman, and there might be others, but there's there's a lot more details that haven't come out yet, and right now there's a lot of speculation and trying to find out who the woman is, which is, I don't know, I think it's disgusting. Just leave, let the woman be, because it takes two to have this situation go south, right? 
there's two married people who got involved with each other, you know, and it started at work and then, you know, went outside of work, right? So it's not, it's like they're defending Ime for the situation, but it's, you know, they're both to blame. I don't think we need to vilify the woman or try to identify her because it's just like, what what is that going to do? What's the point of that? But apparently Nia Long knows who it is and um, I guess she had spoken to her in the past uh, to help with travel arrangements. But um, I think, you know, for this, this is going to derail the Boston Celtics, of course, this year because they already lost their top assistant coach to the Utah Jazz, right? Will Hardy. But then now, yeah, now you're going to have like your third string coach, you know, leading the Boston Celtics who went to the finals last year. So I don't, I don't see that working at all. I, I see this taking a toll on the team overall. Like I don't, I just don't think they're going to advance that far in the playoffs. Um, but as far as Ime goes, I don't think he coaches. I don't think he's uh, he's a coach again because they said Boston Celtics said, "Oh, hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna investigate this further." Um, you know, I, I think you know after the suspension, we're gonna see where we stand with Ime. Um, but I don't think there's a way that um, he can continue to to coach. Right? Like this is already you broke rules and stuff and. Um, you know, it's, it's a bad look. It's just like, you know, there's this, you have this position of power and you're going to take advantage of it by, you know, having an affair with the female staff who's married. Like, come on. Like if you guys are both single and you date, like, okay, you can keep that professional, but you know, he broke the code. I don't, I don't think he comes back from this. I don't think he, he becomes head coach ever again. Um, and I don't think he should honestly, like, that's just like, I don't know. You're just. You're taking advantage of being in a power situation, right? And they kept saying the word consensual, consensual. We don't know all the details, so I don't know what what the situation really is. You know, I some of them are a lot of rumors and speculations. A lot of them aren't really confirmed, so I don't know about the how her husband found out if it actually was on the ring camera or whatever, and he overheard the conversation. But um, but that that's all that's all we know so far for the email situation. So um, so yeah, we'll we'll move on here to NFL Week Three. The first Thursday night game was between the Browns and Steelers. Browns look good, twenty nine seventeen. Uh, the running game looks strong. Nick Chubb looks great. Um, Jacoby Brissett looked good. Uh, Steelers are struggling. They might end up having to go to Kenny Pickett, just swallowed and go with Kenny Pickett. But Mike Tomlin has already said uh, Kenny Pickett is is not playing this year. He's gonna sit sit the whole year out learn under Mitch Trubisky and, and see how that goes. But, um, so yeah, that, that was a, that was a parlay I got wrong or no, I think I picked the Browns on that one. Uh, 49ers and Broncos Sunday night game. This game was terrible. Uh, Broncos ended up winning 11 to 10. Jim Garoppolo was so inaccurate, uh, missing a lot of throws, but so is Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson does not, he just, I think he's bad now. He just doesn't look good. Um, they can't get, they can't seem to get like just normal plays going. He was overthrowing people, missing people. He looked like Jimmy Garoppolo out there. Um, but Jimmy G running outside of the end zone for a safety. Um, he did a Dan Orlovsky. So now him and Dan Orlovsky have the most embarrassing play, uh, in NFL history. Um, but the 49ers, you know, they lost Trent Williams, you know, they're with their backup running back. Um, they had a chance to win the game at the end. Then, Jimmy Garoppolo throws a just a bad Jimmy G interception, just classic interception. Um, so I got that pick wrong. The Broncos still don't look that good, even though they're tied for first place in the NFC or AFC West. Uh, they're tied with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, see, Texans and Bears. Uh, Bears won 23-20. I didn't bet this game because, you know, it could go either way. The Texans are a good, um, you know, they're, they're both these teams are bad, but they're, they'll play really hard, and they're, really, they're actually trying to win, it seems like. Um, and the Bears, yeah, they have two wins already. Beat the 49ers and the Texans here. So they're... They're two and one now, so hey, you know, above five hundred. Uh, Raiders and Titans. The Titans won twenty four twenty two. The Titans, I, you know, they have been looking terrible. Um, they're taking a big step back from last year. But Derrick Henry, you know, he wasn't looking as good the first two games. It wasn't looking as crisp, but uh, he looked great during uh, Sunday's game. Raiders are fall to zero and three. Um, I feel like Josh McDaniels is already on the hot seat. You know, he had his other stint in uh, Denver that went just went south and they fired him. Uh, now he's starting 0-3. This is a talented team, you know, with John Gruden and then John Gruden getting suspended or fired, whatever, and then Rich Bisaccia coming in. They made the playoffs. They still made the playoffs, and they barely lost to the Cincinnati Bengals on that, that bad no-call or whatever where... A whistle was blown, but they still called it a touchdown, and then they lost that game. So they had a chance to beat the Bengals, and then who knows what would have happened because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. So if the Raiders beat the Bengals, like who knows what can happen at that point when you when you potentially beat the uh, uh, the AFC champion that year. So um, Raiders were getting blown out in that game, and then came back, but uh, lost 0-3. So I don't know where they go from here. They have. You know, they have a good running back in Josh Jacobs. You know, they have a good defensive line. Um, you know, good receivers. Hunter Renfro caught over 100 balls last last year. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best receiver. They have arguably one of the best tight ends in the league, but they're still on three. So I don't know where they go from here. But I, I feel like there's a short leash with Josh McDaniels because of his past history with other teams and not doing so well. Uh, so I got that pick wrong as well. Uh, Chiefs and Colts. I got this one wrong. I feel like I can't bet the Colts. I picked them twice the first two weeks to win easy matchups. And they lost both. Or they tied one and then they lost the other one. This one against the Chiefs. This one was one of my locks. Uh, I'm like, okay, the Chiefs are going to blow out the Colts. The Colts have been struggling. Matt Ryan looks like Carson Wentz of last year. Uh, but Chiefs lost 17-20. to 20. Um, Embarrassing. Um, so I, I just I don't feel good about picking the Colts ever. Uh, Bills and Dolphins. This one was good. I got this one wrong as well. Uh, Dolphins won 21-19. Dolphins are, I think they're the only undefeated team left. Um, scary situation though. Tua gets hit, head bounces off the, the turf. He gets up, tries to run, but then he's like, he gets dizzy and he starts to like fall and he can't walk. He's all wobbly. They do a concussion test. I don't know how he passed, but he passed the concussion protocol and he, they put him back in the game. And they win the game, but uh, now the NFLPA is investigating to see who administered the the test and you know how he was able to come back in the game because that's not that's not good. That's the same thing that happened with Patrick Mahomes last year in the playoffs. Like he was all wobbly, looked like he was about to pass out, but then they put him in the game. So I think something happened there too. Um, not a good look though. Uh, Lions and Vikings. I got this one right. Uh, Lions are spicy, man. They're if they're they're like really close. Either they win or they're really close to winning. Um, they're not just like a pushover team anymore. Vikings one twenty to twenty four. Um, I I can't fully trust the Vikings after that Eagles loss. But um, if it's not prime time game, then Kirk Cousins is good. Uh, but they won twenty to twenty four. Uh, Ravens and and Patriots. Uh, Patriots still struggling. Mac Jones just 
he looks like he's regressed, uh, but he's he has an injury there. Um, Ravens beat him up pretty well. Uh, 37-26, uh, Bengals and Jets. Bengals finally bounce back um, after losing first two games. So they won 27-12. Uh, to 12. The Jets aren't looking good. It's some arguments on the sidelines there. Uh, Eagles and Commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz is just terrible. Um, apparently... Uh, the the Washington Commanders were going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo before he had surgery. Like there was a there was a trade that was in place there. Um, didn't end up happening. It seemed very like desperate move by the Commanders. They needed some quarterback, and they're like, all right, I guess we'll take uh, Carson Wentz. But uh, they only mustered eight points against the Eagles defense. Uh, Eagles win twenty four to eight. But remember that whole the whole plan, the whole succession plan for Carson Wentz was like the Eagles wanted to bring back Carson Wentz, but he had asked to be traded and the Eagles had, had drafted um, Jalen Hurts to be a backup. Like they didn't, they didn't expect him to be a starter. Um, so I think, I think I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. I'll just say, and I was wrong about Tua. Tua looks great. Well, not great, but he looks really good. Right. And they're the only undefeated team in the league. Obviously it's a small sample size, but you know, to, to be the only undefeated team left, and that win against the Bills is impressive. Um, I think I'm, I'm wrong about Jalen Hurts. Um, he has improved dramatically since last year. Last year, you know, even though they made the playoffs, they weren't like a real playoff team who I believed could be a contender. Right? They were just kind of there, and they, you know, I knew everyone knew they were going to get blown out by the uh, the Buccaneers, which happened. But uh, Jalen Hurts has really taken a step forward. You know, he has a good receiving core. Devontae Smith had a great game, um, and then he still has A.J. Brown. So, I mean, the Eagles are the front runner to win the NFC East, unless the Giants are, you know, still surprise people. But I don't see the Cowboys doing anything, obviously, because uh, Dak Prescott's missing some time. But, um, but yeah, the Eagles look good. Uh, Saints and Panthers got this one wrong. Panthers finally got their first win, 22-14. Uh, to 14. Jameis is, um, I think he has, like, back fractures or whatever, but... Um, they said they're sticking with them. Dennis Allen says they're still going to play with uh, Jameis's starting quarterback. Did you know Andy Dalton is a backup quarterback in New Orleans? I had no idea. That just sounds weird saying that. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, I expected more from the Saints in that game. Matt Rule, uh, head coach of the uh, Carolina Panthers, I think is going to get fired this year. Um, and I expect him to go back to college football. Um, maybe maybe goes to Nebraska. I'm not sure. Maybe goes to Nebraska, um, you know, because they he's just not he's not an NFL guy. He's more of a college guy. Uh, Jaguars and Chargers. Uh, Jaguars demolished the Chargers, 38 to 10. They finally look good. And, but this is a this is a problem with the Chargers. The Chargers were were always excited about them um, before the NFL season. You know, they would they have the cool uniforms. They had the, the great quarterback and Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert was playing injured though. He had some fractured cartilage. Um, I think he got an injection before the game. Uh, but you can't fully trust that medical staff because uh, Tyrod Taylor got the uh, the injection and they, they punctured his lung. Uh, but he won't comment on if he got that injection. Justin Herbert won't. Uh, but it seems like he did because they, they struggled offensively, uh, only scoring 10 points. Jacksonville seems like they're finally putting it together with that running game and Trevor Lawrence is looking a bit better. Uh, Rams and Cardinals, I, I, these two teams are just difficult to bet, right? Uh, Rams won 20-12, just... Not the best game for both both teams, so I, I just don't I don't know who's coming out of the NFC West. I guess the Rams because they're like they're like they just went to the Super Bowl, but I'm just I don't feel great about any of them. Um, like it could be San Francisco because Jimmy G's back and then went to the NFC Championship, but we just saw what he did yesterday and it was just terrible. 
Uh, Falcons and Seahawks. Falcons win that 27-23. The Falcons are kind of good. They're kind of spicy. They almost beat the Rams, you know, beat the Seahawks in a winnable game. Um, I kind of like the Falcons. Um, you know, they have, they have some they have some good pieces. There are enough pieces to be competitive. Um, and then Packs, Packers and Buccaneers. Uh, Packers won that game 14-12. Just kind of a weird game. It ended up with a... Um, it ended with a uh, a two point conversion that was failed by the by the Buccaneers. Um, so let's see. We'll get into week four here. Week four uh, of the NFL games. I'll make my parlay picks. Okay, so this is what we have for week four. Uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. Oh, this is week this is week three. Uh, they're playing tonight um, in New York. I would say the Giants would win that game, but I'm not putting that one for this game. Thursday night game. Uh, it's Dolphins and Bengals. I don't like that one on a Sunday. I wouldn't bet that one. That one could go either way. Um, you have the ba- the Bengals are actually favored playing in Cincinnati because they probably don't know the situation with Tua. What's going to happen there? Um, I mean, he went back in the game after getting hit like that, so he he might come back. I'm not sure, but um, okay. So the Sunday games we have uh, the Vikings and Saints. This one is in London. I never bet the London games because. You never know what can happen, right? But uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he doesn't like the the primetime games. This one, he's playing at ten thirty in the morning. That I don't. That's not really prime time, so he might do well. Jameis in London. I don't know. I'm just not betting that one. Uh, Bills and Ravens. This is a good one. Bills. Um, you know, after losing to the Dolphins, they they should have won that game. Uh, Bills are still favored. They're playing in Baltimore. I would pick the Bills at minus 185 to win that game. Um, but Lamar Jackson has been playing really well this season, trying to play for a contract there. Uh, Chicago Bears at New York Giants. I'm taking the Giants. The Giants uh, are probably going to be 3-0 and after tonight. Uh, they're minus 150. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're they're playing really well. Um, the players have really seemed to bought into Brian Dable's system there. Uh, Falcons and Browns are playing in Atlanta. The The Browns are favored minus 140. Um, I like the Falcons, though. They're kind of spicy. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons at plus 120. You know, they got Kyle Picks, uh, Pitts. Uh, Drake London's looking good. Uh, Cordell Patterson still just, I don't know how he had this rejuvenation to his career, but I'm loving it so far, and I have him in fantasy, and um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Philadelphia Eagles. Minus 290 in Philly. I'm taking the Eagles there. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, I think he's a difference maker there. I was wrong about him. I admit it. Um, but he's dual threat for sure. But he's a smart runner. He's not a dangerous runner where he's running and getting hit late. He slides the correct time. Like he, he he's just really smart with it. Um, cause he's not known for his speed, but you know, he can maneuver and, and make smart decisions. It's all about his decision-making, uh, Houston Texans and the chargers playing in Houston. I guess I'll take the chargers minus, uh, two ninety. Um, since Justin Herbert just played, I feel like he might, he'll play this next week. Maybe he'll feel a little bit better. Um, and then Seahawks and lions in Detroit. I'm taking Detroit. Um, they just, they play, they play really well together. Um, St. Brown is really good. Um, I just, I like this team a lot. Uh, minus 280, uh, Seahawks, you know, they're kind of falling back into place after that first, um, that first win against the Denver Broncos, Titans and Colts. I'm not, dra- I'm not, um, I'm not picking this game at all. I'm not picking the Titans or the Colts. Um, they both have done me dirty this season already. The Colts, I'm 0-3 on the Colts picks. Um, so I don't know who's going to win that one. I'm not picking that one. 
Uh, Dallas Cowboys and Commanders. Um, I guess I would say the Commanders, but I can see Carson Wentz throwing three interceptions in Dallas and Cooper Rush just having a great game. I'm not picking that one either. I'm scared this week. Uh, Panthers and Cardinals. I'm picking the Cardinals or even money line right there. Um, in, in Carolina, I guess they're the better team. Um, I don't fully believe in Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers there, especially just with Baker Mayfield. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders playing in Las Vegas against the Denver Broncos. They're minus 120. Um, I would say I'll pick the Raiders, I guess. You know, because their their offense has looked better at least than than the uh, than the Denver Broncos. Like with the Denver Broncos, you know they uh, they've just been kicking field goals and relying solely on their running game. Uh, but the Raiders, they have more weapons offensively. So I, I just don't understand how um, Derek Carr is still struggling. I think it's coming down to Derek Carr and maybe the play calling with uh, Josh McDaniels because I just don't know how they're still having these same problems, right? Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Because then we have um, the Broncos are tied in for first place in the AFC West, right? And then you have the, the Chargers who still have two losses. So, I mean, the Raiders still have a chance to... To come out of the AFC West, but remember, I picked them. I who did I pick to win the division? I think I picked. I want to say I picked the Chiefs to win the division still, but I picked all those teams in the AFC West to win over, over ten games, ten and eleven games, and I think I had the Raiders over ten games, right? Uh, so I picked the Raiders, the only zero three team. I think they come back and and they you know they come they're playing at home. They'll they'll beat the Broncos. I hope. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. At Tampa, uh, Chiefs are minus 150, and uh, but you know the Buccaneers coming off a of poor offensive output. Same with the Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, you know Eric Bieniemy and uh, Patrick Mahomes had to be separated. Had an argument uh, just before halftime. They were just yelling at each other. And Lashawn McCoy called out Eric Bieniemy. Said he he's, he doesn't know how to call passing plays. Doesn't know how to run an offense, and he just argues with players. So maybe that's why he hasn't been hired as an NFL coach, and, and, and it's no longer a sob story, and it's nothing racial to do with anything. It's just you know maybe he doesn't have the personality to be a head coach, and maybe he's not making the right, um, making the right you know, uh, play calls or whatever. They're not building relationships. I'm not sure. Uh, but they're playing. Um, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored minus 150. Um, Tom Brady's down a bunch of weapons. You know he's down Julio Jones. I think Mike Evans is coming back. He was suspended. Uh, so he should have a good game, but um, what was his name? Uh, Russell Gage had a good game for fantasy fantasy wise. And then Monday night you have the the Rams at the 49ers. 49ers are favored. I'm not sure why at minus 140. Um, the Niners I had them winning nine games um, this season, nine ten games, making the playoffs. Probably the seventh spot, mainly because Trey Lance and I wasn't sure with Trey Lance. I thought it'd be kind of up and down. Um, but with Jimmy G, you expect them they can be, you know, they can win 11, 12 games, you would think. But now they're already at two losses. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure why the money lines like or why the, they're favored minus 140. There must be something that they don't believe in with with Matthew Stafford. He's been struggling. Um, I would pick. I'm going to pick the 49ers for this one. I'm not betting this game on my parlay because it's a it's a um, it's a Monday night. I just do the Sunday games. Um, but yeah, something with the Rams, they don't look as good, but neither do the 49ers, right? Like the 49ers just don't, I'm not fully sold on the 49ers, um, to win that, but, um, I'll take the 49ers in that. So let's see where we're at. So I only have eight picks that I'm picking. I'm, I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to be safe this time now. So I'm going to put, 
I'll just put $7 on this. Okay, so we'll play it easy. We have seven games that I picked. Um, the odds are, it's only a plus uh, 4,891 instead of picking like 13 games. Um, so this one has, so to, this is just to win $342. So not as crazy as the last ones where I'm picking like 14 games, 13 games, and I'm just losing all of them. So the ones that I don't feel very good about, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not touching that one. How about that? Let me, let me be a little bit safe and try to try to win something here. Um, so yeah, those are our picks for week four. We'll see how that goes. Um, I went to a movie recently. I saw uh, Don't Worry Darling. This, this, this movie, has there's been a lot of um, behind-the-scenes drama. Olivia Wilde directed it, um, who was, at the time, she was married to Jason Sudeikis, and he... Or then they got divorced, or they they split because there was rumors that she had casted Harry Styles, and then she was having she started her affair with Harry Styles on set, and Florence Pugh, the main actress in the movie, is like really good friends with Jason Sudeikis, and so but she's cool though. This makes me like Florence Pugh more though because she was like against it, and then now she started hating Livy Wilde, and apparently they had like screaming matches on set. And like behind the scenes and stuff, and like they hate each other. And, she, and she, at no point was Florence Pugh promoting the movie because she was just so mad at Olivia Wilde what she did, right? And then um, apparently Olivia Wilde was just with Harry Styles most of the time. They would like go away, they'd be gone for like days or like hours at a time while they're trying to film this movie. So Florence Pugh did most of the directing, and apparently Olivia Wilde had still paid. Her new boyfriend, Harry Styles, more than the lead actress, Florence Pugh, who's who's like a, who's a good actress, and she's like she's been in movies and stuff. And Harry Styles, like this is his first movie role, and, and he's getting paid more. But it's supposed to be a feminist director because she's a woman, but she still has this toxic work environment. And then Jason Sudeikis had visited the the set one time, and then everyone was uncomfortable because they knew she was cheating on him with Harry Styles, and then that was the last time that uh, he visited with their kids and never saw her on set again because it was just so uncomfortable for everyone. And then it was kind of like, okay, I, I know what's going on. And then then they get the divorce and stuff. But uh, but yeah, there was a lot of drama there because at first she had casted Shia LaBeouf for um, Harry Styles' role. But then she said there's like a no asshole rule or whatever and she didn't like his method. And then apparently she fired him. But uh, Shia LaBeouf is sober now, so now he's like being honest about this stuff. And he had like recordings where they're talking, and he's trying to like he's she's talking to him, and then about how he had quit the the movie, and she was trying to bring it back. So she lied about that. She's been she hasn't been honest about a lot of stuff, but it's kind of like um like there's this fake world created, um, and they're like living in the '60s, and you know all the husbands go away and try to work and stuff, and they're living in this perfect town, but the wives have to stay home because you know it's the '60s, um, and but there's something deeper going on, you know, there's like some, you know, some secrets there, and Florence Pugh, the main person, the main character in this, uh, her name's Alice in this, and she's trying to uncover all these secrets to this place, and Chris Pine is also in it. Uh, has a good cast. Um, Harry Styles was actually good in it, and at one point they made him like unattractive, which was funny. Uh, but I saw it when it came out, um, and surprisingly, a very um, uh, strong population of women in the theater with me. I say it was like ninety-five percent women. There was like full parties of women, like in their wigs and stuff, like ready to see this movie. And I was like, why am I? Why are we both interested in this movie together? I was interested because in, it looked like. 
I don't know, there was a bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes. I was interested in the drama that was in the movie. And then the movie looked like really good too. So I was like, okay. And I had read about this movie like two years ago. So I was like, okay, she's directing this movie. All right, I see you, Olivia Wilde. And I liked her, but this made me not like her. But this situation made me like Florence Pugh more because she has her friends back. And she's like, she seems like a loyal friend. I was like, you know what? That's not cool. I'm not going to pr- promote your fucking movie because I directed it. And I did all this while you were running away and doing your whole thing with with Mr. Uh, Harry Styles. What was it? What band was he in? Um, I forget. He was like in some boy band, right? I don't know if he still makes music or what, but I guess he's acting now. I'm not sure. I don't keep up with it, but he was actually pretty good in it. Um, the movie, I like the movie. It didn't do so hot on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I think it had like a 33%. But I enjoyed it. Um, the ending, I was kind of surprised. The ending, I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, it took a while to get up, to build up to like the climax and stuff, like the beginning when the movie's starting. It, it just takes too long, you know. But um, but Florence Pugh was, was good in it. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend it. Um, also, just because, you know, you're going to be seeing it in the, uh, in the news a lot because of all the drama. So might as well see what the drama's about. Uh, but yeah, so I recommend checking that out. Uh, that's all I have for this week's episode, though. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll check on these parlay picks. Hopefully, I win this time. You know, I, I would I would like to win. I'm gonna win one of these weeks. I'm gonna win. And I'm like, oh well, no way! I won fifteen hundred dollars. So maybe I won't win this week because it's only three hundred forty-two. But a win's a win, though. And I'm gonna pick less games, but maybe put more money on it. I don't know. Maybe more locks. But uh, that, but that's the NFL for you. So um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for listening.